Simply Abundant, Intuitive Hour. For overthinkers who are finally ready to move from their heads to their hearts for more connected relationships and a fulfilling life. Here's Tracy Crossley. Greetings. How are you all doing today? I am doing well. And I am back with another episode. This is number 320-320. And I love how, by the way, (laughs) people will send emails if we somehow fuck up on the number. Somebody actually emailed to let us know that because we didn't really feel like re-editing back in November the podcast that I did with my husband. And so somebody basically had pointed that out. And I just thought it was funny. Actually, more than one person pointed it out. It was really cute. I wasn't worried about it because I don't worry about those things. But people on my team, because they are much more organized and like things to be, I don't want to say perfect because that's the wrong word, but they like to have them be, you know, in order, right? We don't want to confuse people anyway. But anyway, 320. Yeah. Woohoo. All right. So this one's on loneliness and disconnection. And this is pretty much like all the topics, pretty important to me because I think I spent, oh, I don't know, three quarters of my life like this. And I actually had written a Facebook post on it around Thanksgiving. And I was amazed at the responses that I got from people. And it had me thinking. It kind of led me to the whole idea I also had of creating this group program for people who are anxious avoidance and avoidance. So it had a lot of impact on me. But the whole loneliness and disconnection thing is really key, I think, to many people nowadays because social media. Social media does not make us more connected, right? Or as somebody said, I don't know where I heard this, is social media basically who knew back when you were growing up, if you grew up when I did, that someday you would be arguing with complete strangers over the internet, right? Like, who does that? A lot of people, of course, because that is the society we live in. But loneliness and disconnection is something that many people experience regardless of social media. You don't have to feel like you're alone to be lonely, right? And loneliness is really a sense of internal isolation. It's a sense of disconnection. And it also serves as protection as a way of dealing with uncomfortable emotions as you learn to do in childhood because that was a way of cutting off your feelings, especially painful feelings because kids really are not big on feeling pain, especially when they don't have adults in their environment that can guide them through it and are usually discouraging them by saying, don't you feel that way? You can't feel that way, or if you feel that way, I'm going to give you something to cry about or, you know, whatever it is, like those old sayings, right? And they don't really work in terms of changing someone's internal feelings, do they? No. So as a kid, that can feel really overwhelming. And so a lot of us as children had to find another way to cope. So instead of opening up and sharing your feelings, you probably retreat into your cocoon. It can feel safe and cozy, but it disconnects you from others, which leads to that really shitty, lonely feeling. And then you beat yourself up because it's the opposite of what you wanted. And you might even feel disconnected from yourself as well as others. So true connection, folks, requires vulnerability. I know I've said this, I don't know how many times, right? And it sounds good in theory, but to do it is uncomfortable, but rewarding. 
and it can feel like the last thing you'd want to do. So you might put a lot of energy into pretending you're okay when you're not okay. You put a you know smile on your face, oh, everything's hunky-dory, and inside you're just dying, right? You're just like, oh my God, please let me just go to my room or let me go home or whatever it happens to be, right? So the thing is, that's not a way to live. And it's a way of dealing, as we did as children, with uncomfortable emotions. It's a really lonely road when you're not feeling your feelings and you're hiding your true self and when you fake it by putting on your party face and like I said, you feel alone and isolated because you've abandoned yourself because you're not connected to yourself when you're doing this. This is all on autopilot. This is like a mental pattern you have of dealing with your emotions and it can make you feel like the world is against you or that it's about other people. And the thing, I hate saying the words I make you or it makes you, but it's describing a feeling. Nothing can make you. It can trigger you to what already is inside of you, but nothing makes you. Okay. <laughs> Just want to clarify that. Anyways, loneliness really comes down to a lack of self-worth because you don't feel like you can be the person others would want you to be or who you think you should be, which is a big one. So that to me is huge, right? Um, most of us, of course, don't even realize the depth of our loneliness. We really don't, that depth of disconnection. And so it can feel really hard to open up when you think there's something wrong with you or you don't feel good enough to be heard or not important. I mean, I remember having conversations with people where I realized that they weren't listening to me. Do you ever do that? Like you're talking and you realize not anybody's listening and you just get quieter and you slow down your speech. And you just sort of go, okay. Well, back then, I didn't feel like I had any importance. Now, if that were to happen, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd just be like, okay. And I'd say, okay, I guess nobody's listening. So I'm going to go ahead and go, or I'm going to go ahead and get myself a drink, or, you know, if I'm at a party or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. But oh, I used to. So virtual connection, like I said at the beginning, is totally different than in person connection. In fact, I have a virtual team, right? I have three people on my team, plus me, there's four of us. And I'm probably gonna grow it to another person at some point this year. And long story short, I wanted to make sure that everybody was in LA or in Southern California because of that, because I want to make sure we can get together, right? I wanna make sure that we can have meetings and stuff quarterly right now we've been doing it annually and then i take everybody out for a little holiday dinner or excuse me a holiday lunch kind of thing and that's great because they live in la and so that's what i find to be cool and to me as i grow this business i am wanting to have more people like that because it makes a huge difference i mean i work from home talking to people on the phone or over zoom skype whatever and the deal is, it's so different when you're in person with someone. Not in person doing sessions, because I used to do that, and that's a whole other ball of wax. Um, but doing this, any work, you know, if you work at home or you work in really isolated conditions, and it's just you and your computer or something, you can really feel the effects of loneliness. And you may try to feel better by being on social media more. I actually find that it doesn't make me feel better and I don't really do it unless I have a purpose for it. So here's an example. Let's say you threw a party over the holidays 
where 20 people came, 50 people came, whatever, 100,000 people came, it doesn't even matter. But she felt lonely and dis- disconnected the whole time. And the thought of interacting felt draining because that meant engaging in conversation and pretending to enjoy yourself. I have been there, by the way. <laughs> I think almost everything I talk about, and in fact, everything I talk about, I'm like, oh, I remember feeling that way. Like, oh, God, I know I planned this party, but now I don't want to be at my party. Yeah, I felt that way before. And watching other people chit-chat and have a good time made you or makes you feel even more disconnected because you just don't feel you have the energy to put toward a conversation. And then you wonder why you can't be happy and carefree like them. And you start beating yourself up like what's wrong with you. And, you know, it just goes into a downward spiral where you feel worse and you were checked out because you had an empty feeling inside and wanted more than anything to escape somewhere, your car, your room, another country, somewhere. Even though you were surrounded by people, you felt terribly alone. And the thing is, when you feel that empty feeling inside, it's always good to connect to it. I know I'm not giving tips till later, but if you can connect to what it is, it's so simple most of the time. Like you'll find what the empty feeling is has the simplest answer. You know, where it just is, oh, it was just connecting with my feelings and now I feel better. I mean, a lot of times that's what it is. It's not that difficult, but nobody showed us how to do this, so we don't know how to do it. But now I'm showing you guys how to do it, so go do it, okay? All right, call to action. Paper and pen down, here we go. Loneliness isn't about what other people aren't giving you. It's your fear of connecting and lack of self-worth. So I spent much of my life avoiding people and feeling like I didn't fit in. Oh my goodness gracious. Yep. And, and it's so funny because if you would have known me at any point in the past, you never would have said that about me. You would never have gone, oh, Tracy's so awkward. You never would have said that. <laughs> I did a good job of covering it up, right? And at the same time, if you would have seen me <laughs> at a party or a networking event, which I hated back then, I felt like a fucking wallflower. Okay. Like, oh my God, I hate going and keeping up false pretenses because I've never been good at small talk. I, I pretty much still suck at small talk, but I also felt out of my skin like, oh my God, it just seems so horrible to be walking up to people and trying to sell them, which I never did. Even when I was in sales, I did it different and more successfully because I wasn't about that. And so it just felt totally inauthentic to be put somewhere where you had to do that, right? And so I'd look for opportunities to avoid people at that time. When I worked in an office during my corporate days, I was in management and I wanted to close my office door and hide away all the time. I had to manage a whole office. I had to actually manage four offices at one point in my career And thank God three of them weren't even in the same city, right? (laughs) But I literally would close my office door to get some peace. And not that people were pounding down the door. I mean, you know, a lot of time when you're in management, you spend a lot of time talking to people and not getting anything else done. Uh, You know, straightening out problems and so forth. But anyways, I never felt as worthy as other people. So it was safer for me to isolate. I always felt like I had to perform and I wasn't performing enough. Like I was a perfectionist on steroids. So I would need that kind of downtime, right? To sort of get some energy back. And that's why I shut the door. And for me, isolating was a form of protection from other people and what they could say or do, but it was really a loss of connection. 
And I mean, I would eat my lunch at my desk. I was always, I, I'm trying to remember when I didn't. I think years ago, like many years ago, I would go have lunch with people. But for the most part, I'd eat lunch at my desk and be like, yeah, nope, don't want to be talking to anybody. And so like in my early years of coaching, like I mentioned at the beginning, they were done in person. That's how I started this business, right? Most people were on the phone and I didn't do that. I didn't do that until 2012, right? So for four years, I saw people in person and they would come to my office and then later my house. And I just wanted to work from home instead of going into an office where I would have to deal with people. Like I thought, oh, it'd be okay to have people come to my house even. And, and that kind of was, but I didn't realize how isolated I made myself. Like, I was isolation central, okay? I was, <laughs> I was just so over the top with it because I never felt okay in, my, in, in myself, right? So as I grew, I started to recognize that I had these avoidant tendencies and that my desire to be seen was only in a certain way. Even when I started writing articles, I could still hide behind that, right? I'll just hide behind it. Even though I had done public speaking and speaking has never bothered me in terms of that. So if you're somebody who has to be, let's say more extroverted on your job, it's it's not that it bothers you to do that. You can, but it doesn't mean you're, excuse me, it does not mean you're connected to yourself. <laughs> so anyways, I had a look at how I created business and a lifestyle that separated me from others. I mean, it's kind of funny because I was so excited to be able to work from my house. And then as I've grown, it seems like the last thing I've wanted to do is work from home. Like I'd rather have an office space where I can go to, even if I'm on the phone with clients or Zoom, I'd rather be in a place where there's other people, right? So I would talk on the phone and like I said, and socially, uh, by the end of the day, a lot of times after talking to clients all day, I don't want to actually engage on the phone with anybody I'd rather text or at least I should say I used to now it's different I don't know I've shifted a lot in terms of opening myself so anyways I, I realized I had a lot of these blocks and I started to show more up as me and less trying to be what I thought people wanted me to be even though if you would ask me back then I thought I was authentic and this was really disruptive to my personal life, but it led to professional growth with retreats I did for the sole purpose of getting out of my comfort zone by connecting with people face-to-face -face because those people were there and it was very easy for me to communicate with them. And like I said, I have no problem speaking and doing things like that. But for me, there's always the, okay, you've put all that energy out there. Now you need to go hibernate or now you need to ground yourself and get back in your body I mean, on and on and on, okay? And so there's a happy ending, right? I'm starting to get out of my house and connect more rather than hiding behind my computer. Being married to my husband is awesome because he's always willing to go do whatever. Like if I said, hey, honey, let's go do this. He'd be like, okay. Like he's never telling me, no, I don't want to do that. I'm more the one who would say, eh, you know, not so much. So it's good because the things that felt like labor personally to go do no longer feel that way. I, I'm finding that I feel really free and open when it's, okay, let's go do that. And, and I, I didn't for years, okay? I mean, I, I carried such a heavy load of loneliness and disconnection for so many fucking years. It was ridiculous. So working from home has been a period of growth for me because I've been opening and looking at my choices that were fear-based and ways to cut off because I was cut off from my own emotions. 
And all of that had consequences, of course. So if I start to feel like I'm isolating, which I don't really, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it as I'm talking, I don't really feel like I do that so much. Um, I do get uncomfortable though. And, and what I mean by that is if I start to feel kind of lazy about it, I'll go, okay, Tracy. And I'll feel uncomfortable anyways, if I'm lazy about it. That's what I mean. I'm not sure how much I do this anymore. And I will go right into a scary situation that I would have hidden from in the past. Like I will commit to things even if a part of me is like, oh, geez, little boy, you know, you know, it's like last month, I think we had like two parties in a day and, you know, all this stuff. And that's great. It is. And I have no problem with it now. But if you would have asked me a few years ago, I'd have been like, oh, holy shit, that sounds like a nightmare. All right. Yep. How to keep that loneliness alive. So here we go to the call to action again. Loneliness isn't about what other people aren't giving you. It's your fear of connecting and lack of self-worth. Why is this important? Well, you can stay stuck like this your whole life, basically without understanding what you're doing to create it. And you should really freaking dig deep to see what you're doing to create it. You're focused on loneliness being an external problem instead of an internal problem. But I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I just attract the wrong people in my life. I put myself in new situations all the time and I can't help that it doesn't work. I'm doing everything I can not to be lonely. Well, if it's outwardly focused, then you aren't doing everything you can. You're putting energy in the wrong direction. Instead, you need to look at where you pretend in social or work situations and where you don't feel good enough. Okay, I got some tips. I got three of them. Number one, admit that you're lonely, which is hard to do because you don't want to take that responsibility. When you get stuck, keep coming back to admitting that loneliness is your responsibility. Two, think about a situation where you feel unheard, minimized, misunderstood, and so on, and where it's the last place you want to be. When you feel that way, dig deeper to your lack of value. It's in there. This is all from that place, I promise you. Where are those feelings coming from? And it comes from a state of lack and fear that you don't matter. Uh-huh. So why not hide out? You don't need the rejection or the pain that might be involved in finding out you don't matter. But if you don't matter to you, then you may not matter. Do you see what I mean? you got to matter to yourself. So number three, with those feelings of unworthiness, step into it as though you are worthy. Step into the feeling and take action. It's going to be uncomfortable and it should, otherwise you're not changing shit. And even if it's the last thing you want to do, you have to state what's true for you. It's hard to do because you want to run to the safety of your room or the safety of something which isolates you. Okay? All right. Recap, loneliness doesn't come from external factors. It's an inside job. It stems from a lack of self-worth, feeling you need to hide yourself instead of opening up and connecting. To conquer loneliness, dig into those feelings of unworthiness and then step into what feels uncomfortable. Call to action. Loneliness isn't about what other people aren't giving you. It's your fear of connecting and lack of self-worth. You have a universal right. You have the right to keep avoiding yourself and others, or you can take a risk and change your life to one of connection and feeling good. What are the related podcasts? I got two of them. You don't have to be alone to feel lonely, which is similar, but not the same. And number two is journey of attachment, self-care plus self-responsibility equals value. I highly recommend that because you want to build your value. That is the most important thing when doing this work. And if you want information about my group program, which I'm pushy about it because I always push my stuff because here's the deal. 
you guys get a lot of value from my podcast, right? You're not questioning it going, oh God, this is a piece of shit podcast. No, the reason is because I care and because I want to put things out there that help people. So whenever I'm developing a program or doing something in my business, it's the same philosophy, right? So that's why I'm like, I'm not really pushy, but I'm being pushy because I think it's awesome. And I know how hard this work is. And so I'm always trying to come up with what's a quicker way? What's a way that's really going to make massive change happen? And so I came up with this group program and I really feel like that is what it is. So you can email me, Tracy at TracyCrossley.com, and I can take you through the steps of what it is to actually get involved in the group program because it's not just you're going to pay me and I'm going to say, okay, it's we have to talk and we got to make sure it's a good fit. So anyway, other than that, if you have questions about this podcast or any podcast, you can email podcast at TracyCrossley.com. And I will answer it on my Facebook Live, which is every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Time. And that is all, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. To find out more about Tracy and her podcast, visit TracyCrossley.com. That's where you can sign up for her newsletter or a discovery session. The website, again, is TracyCrossley.com. Thank you.